I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. I'm sorry, something just happened. Oh, on my it's okay. Screen. I think it happened on mine too. Like something, everything just went like blank for a second. It's asking me to invite guests. I don't want to invite guests. Do we have a secret guest? <laughs> okay. We'll just keep recording and I will start it here. Hello and welcome to episode 207 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind and with me as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's a weird week this week where you go back to work and then you you go home for a day and then you go back to work and then you go home for two days. So... I like it. I'm happy. November. I like November because it's not October because fuck last October, except for Araj's uh, fun Halloween birthday party. Um, because fuck October and Christmas. It's finally Christmas. I have my tree up. It's I not. have my tree up. I have the lights out. I still need decorations. Um, music's playing fireplace is going i'm not sure if it is right now but it's christmas and i'm happy it's and not it's, christmas but i'm mad because there's no christmas music on the radio there's christmas music here it's not christmas and not yet. the radio so i don't know what's going on with the radio because usually by now it is on the radio and it is november 9th at 5 56 p.m and there's no christmas music playing on the radio and i don't like that Christmas can wait its turn. First is Thanksgiving. I am pretty excited for Thanksgiving though, because I've been really craving like some good stuffing. Like I don't know why, like the box stuffing like just speaks to me. And even though like you can make like a fancy stuffing, like just that fucking box. Every time I see it, I just makes me so happy. The red, the red stovetop yes. box, which I used to eat dry as a snack. And I still would if I had it in the house because it's fucking delicious. It's just like salty umami bomb. It's so good. It's better than any fucking homemade stuffing. Fuck homemade stuffing. I want stovetop. I agree. Stovetop will be displayed at my wedding. It'll be in a little box. 
a box inside of a box. And it'll just be there. When I ask why, just don't question it. It's just there. We love it. Yeah. I want I want stovetop stuffing and I want cranberry jelly that comes out in the shape of the can with the little ridges that tell you where to cut it. <laughs> that sounds good. I know. Um, I'm thinking of what to make for um, Thanksgiving because Carlos's family does like a little Thanksgiving that I have my family Thanksgiving, which I already know my mom, my sister and other family members go like they do their own thing and they, they make their they, they make their special things. You know, my mom's breads and the ham and the turkey and the stuffing and then like the cranberry sauce stuff. But like for Carlos's family's Thanksgiving, I always try to like make stuff like last year I made like a butternut squash soup. I made like a pumpkin Ooh. pie cheesecake. I try to do like health, healthy recipes because I'm healthy now, but I just like to do healthy recipes because like it's something I don't feel uh, <laughs> entirely guilty for eating, but it's Thanksgiving. So fuck it. So I'm trying to think of something else to make. Um, Something with potatoes and probably, um, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. But yeah, butternut squash, insert other thing here. And then I might make pumpkin muffins because I've been making pumpkin muffins like the past couple weekends and they've been really nice and, and happy. That sounds good. The best thing I ever made for Thanksgiving is one year when my brother and his wife still lived in Brooklyn, I made a pecan pie cheesecake that weighed about 20 pounds and was the most like insane sugary thing in the world because pecan pie filling is already super sweet and when you put it on cheesecake it's bananas and there were only three of us at thanksgiving but it was goddamn delicious i don't remember where the recipe was from but fuck it was damn good pumpkin pecan or pecan cheesecake pecan pie che pecan pie cheesecake pecan so it was like pecan pie, pie filling cake yes it was like pecan pie filling swirled into uh, like a baked cheesecake oh my god and so it was like and it was you know so you, like that gets all like caramelized and shit it was goddamn delicious i'm not the biggest pecan fan like i'm i'm not picky with my nuts. I mean, I am picky with my nuts. Like, I'm I'm very nut selective. You know, I have two right now that I really like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's good. You are not monogamous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I am monogamous with my nuts. But, like, this looks good. Those are some good looking nuts. Yeah, that's a thing. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's plenty of recipes for it, but... I I really like pecan pie only in incredibly small quantities because it's so sweet but damn it's good. I know. I this time of year, I mean I think like every day of the year, like I always crave like something like really sweet. Like today I was craving rice crispy treats. My sister made some like uh Halloween themed rice crispy treats. So like they were they had like the food dye where like some were purple and some were some are green and then like she tried to do like the spider web effect where like you get like an M&M or something and then like you spread out like the marshmallow. It was it was too much for me. Like I, I, give me my food. Like I don't care how it looks. Like give it to me. <laughs> I'm going to love it. Like I hate 
when she spends so much time like decorating and then like she feels guilty because it, like it, it doesn't look the best. But I'm thinking like this probably tastes amazing and I want to eat it now, but you keep fucking with it. So please let me eat it all. And so I can tell you that it tastes good. But I, I you never upset the baker because the, the, the baker is the reason why we're here. Yeah, you gotta be nice to bakers. Yeah. Our bakers on Bake Off are baking well. So, Caramel Week. Fuck Caramel Week. Here's, I, I am kind of torn about this. And I was actually talking to my mom on the phone about this because we talk every weekend and we always talk about Bake Off. And the problem with Caramel Week is... Caramel, particularly like decorative caramel work, is not a baking skill set. It's a candy making skill set. Like making a caramel, like making a sugar dome is not a baker thing. Yeah, who gives a shit about the dome? Like, do you eat the dome? If you ate the dome, then yeah. I think they're just trying to test their creativity a little bit too much to try like weed out like the bakers who, you know, they think who should go home. But I really don't think that that was a great challenge. Um, I'm trying to think of good challenges they've done in the past. German week was fun. Um, I loved the week. This was uh, Nadia season. I I forget which series that is, but when they made like the meat pies and like the different like <gasps> they put pigeon in one. Like yes. I I want them to make some meat fucking pies. Like I know, you know that's a lot of like I love a cooking meat pie. and then baking, but. I think that could really show the true potential of these bakers. And I don't know. I thought the caramel week was fine. Uh, the week before was really good, though. We got a handshake during the showstopper. That was very good. And that, I mean, that handshake, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not like we're tasting the food, but it seemed very well deserved. Yeah. I love Christelle. She's adorable. I also loved when she called her family and they had like no idea what that meant. <laughs> I thought that was very sweet. I love every week how Jurgen tells his family that he's one. <laughs> every fucking week. I love Jurgen. He just seems so nice. He's just quiet and nice. I know that when Noel was asking if he doesn't have a nickname or why he doesn't have a nickname, he's like, I don't like that Americanized thing where you have to add an S to your name or something. Yerks. He's so funny, but I've, I'm really enjoying the show. It's a really nice um, breath of fresh air compared to the other shows I've been watching. Man, fucking this weekend, Carlos was like, hey, uh, do you mind if I watch Narcos Mexico? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm fucking hooked now. That shit's good. <laughs> I am i don't think I ever made it past the first season of Narcos, like the regular before Narcos Mexico, like the first season with Pablo Escobar. I personally loved Narcos Mexico because I watched Narcos Mexico season three better. Um than this season but it's adorable because like carlos like really loves uh narcos the first season because it's a colombia and his mom's colombian so like he finds that like that oh, little yeah. like, connection to it and i think that's great but it just it, how interesting like pa or 
Pablo Escobar is. I mean, how much he fucking loved Colombia, but just and then like I I didn't know all these things that like cocaine exists because of this and just how it <laughs> fucked up Miami. <laughs> yeah, it's it, they do similar. I mean, not not quite as much as The Wire, but they do a really good job of showing that law enforcement and government regulation is also like a really big problem and why the drug market is like it is. Mm-hmm. And also just, I mean, that that guy who played Escobar was so goddamn good. Oh, he is. Like an incredible performance. He's really good. And then Pedro Pascal's in it too. And he's... And he's got a weird mustache. Check, check, check. (laughs) He's so cute. Yeah. I think my problem with it was how boring the white dude cop was. Yeah. Like, white dude cop was dull as dirt. I don't really give a shit about him, but I feel bad his fucking cat got strangled. That's you know I don't want to see a cat get strangled even if you are boring. I don't want your cat to die. I know it took so long for that cat to get in through customs because they're you know scanning his ID or his passport because like they knew he was DEA agent and all this stuff and you you feel for the fucking cat because the cat went from Miami to Colombia and then no more like that cat has been through so much hell and with no reward whatsoever like. Fuck that. R.I.P. Cat. I don't even remember its name, but I still see the, the horrible image of it. I, I, I mean, I also can't remember any of the characters' names, so... Oh, there's Pablo Escobar <laughs> and uh, someone named I don't Cockroach, think that counts. And I don't remember it either. <laughs> I don't know. It's really good, though. I really recommend Narcos, especially Narcos Mexico Season 3. Like, even though I had not watched any of Narcos, like, I still, like, Season 3 of Narcos, like, wasn't terrible. And you see El Chapo. And I only know oh, El okay. Chapo because, um, I don't know, like, I feel like being young, like, we always used to, like, see on the news, oh, like, El Chapo escaped prison or something. I, yes. I remember that. Weird tunnel system and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so especially you know being in Tijuana, like they always talk about, you know, like going back to like San Diego and stuff. Like one of the the guys in the show was born in La Jolla, and I'm like, "Oh my god, like the the connections." And just like seeing like San Diego in the 80s, and especially like from like that perspective too, was like really interesting. But yeah, watch it, enjoy it. Let me know how you like it. Let's see what I've been watching. Um, I'm watching the new season of Succession. Oh, how's that? I I love it. It's such a like gross, dirty soap opera of a show that that I love. I mean, it's Brian Cox is fucking incredible. The uh, Kieran Culkin is amazing. Um, the the whole cast is incredible. Um, Matthew McFadden, this British actor. Who is in the um, Keira Knightley uh, Pride and Prejudice is in it. And he is fucking hilarious. And his American accent is impeccable. Um, this season is nuts. It's so uncomfortable to watch. I love it. Um, I've been watching the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
which is very a show I cannot always. I have made it through the entirety of one season of that show because normally it's so awkward and cringe inducing that I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I think my problem was in the past I've tried to binge it and I cannot binge that show. But watching it once a week, I can do. And sometimes I get so uncomfortable that I want to die. But it's so funny. And um, the the first episode this season had uh, John Hamm in it. And he, is, he was hilarious. And it's just, the show's so good. And shockingly, the Chucky TV show, based off the Child's Play movies, Chucky the Killer Doll, is awesome. It is super violent for a show that is on basic cable because it airs on USA and sci-fi. It is. I don't like the idea of doing a Chucky TV show. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how you do a whole TV show about a killer doll, but it's great. Um, Brad Dourif is back doing the voice. He was, you know, Doc Cochran from Deadwood and he's been the voice of Chucky for most of the movies. Um, until the reboot that had Mark Hamill. But um, it's really funny. It's super violent. The sister of the chick who has my name on Gossip Girl is in the show. Good old Emily Lind. We're still holding out for her <laughs> yeah. to give us some Gossip Girl details. She looks exactly like her sister. It's bananas. Like, if you told me it was the same chick, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Even though there's probably like a five-year age difference between them. <laughs> But it's it's really, like all the kills are cool and satisfying, and a couple times like Chucky kills people because they're they're bullying this kid for being gay, and I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. Because there's this there's this gift there was this like not a gift but like a like a just a couple of of screen caps going around where where Chucky's talking about how he has a um a non-binary kid and 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 the main character responds to him and and you were okay with that and chucky goes i'm not a monster kid and when i first saw it i did not i thought it was just something that somebody had you know like done i didn't realize it was an actual moment in the show oh that's awesome it's so good i i'm i'm really like it if for people who are at all into horror and and liked any of the chucky movies this this show is a ton of fun and i i'm just i am shocked by how much i'm enjoying it every week that's awesome i'm definitely not gonna watch because of chucky but yeah that's great i'm really (laughs) glad that you're liking it oh i saw the eternals on third friday how was it it was fine Um, <laughs> that's what I've mostly heard. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but there's sex. They have sex yeah. in the movie. I felt so bad because I mean, like people take their kids, they're like their little kids because Marvel action adventure, and like now there's sex. Yeah, but you know what? You like fucking. You have a responsibility as a parent to look at the rating of the movie. That 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 that's in the rating description that it contains sex sex but it was funny because like cool sex but i'm thinking like it it just felt like it was placed in the movie so that we could be like look we have sex now like i don't know like i i feel like it could have been like like kind of like 
brushed in like a little like kinder because they, they just hit you with it like just sex and I mean, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't bad sex, but it wasn't like too graphic of sex, but it was sex. And it's like, oh, my God. But yeah, it was sex. I mean, those horror movies are so goddamn sexless. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, come on. The Avengers are all fucking each other. They're all super hot. Dude, the fucking Eternals, man. I think they're all fucking each other. That makes sense. I mean, if you're immortal, you get bored, you get up to all kinds of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it was fine. Um, I liked uh, Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington's charming. I like him. Angelina Jolie was really good. I I love her. Like her acting's really good, which is conflicting because like I really like Brad Pitt. I really like her. That's that's allowed. You don't know either of them personally. You don't have to take a side. No, but still. And then, like, I I don't want to discuss the the spoiler at the end, but when I when I get to explain it, I, I'm going to explain why it makes me very happy, and it's going to make me very happy for reasons that are aren't going to be very surprising. But like now, me saying that, you're thinking, what is she talking about? Is she talking about Marvel? Or is she talking about (laughs) some sort of other, you know, celebrity slash music slash, I don't know, but. Okay. Here's like the thing with the Eternals is I know nothing about the Eternals because that is the part of Marvel canon that I never fucked with. Like the Eternals, the Celestials, like all of that weird shit that comes from outer space. I I read the X-Men and I read like Hawkeye and some Avengers shit. But any of like the weird space shit and the X-Men go to space and some stuff happens. But when you get into the Eternals and the Celestials, that's where I'm just like, I this could be from an entire different like, if you told me this was an entire different comic line, I would not disbelieve you. It's a lot. Like, the story is a lot. You know, I mean, like, yeah, the comics, yeah. But when they, they extract, try to explain it in a fucking movie, I looked at Carlos. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's just, it's too much. <laughs> and I mean, it, it, but it was a fine movie. It was a visually nice movie. Um, I was just annoyed, though, because I just had to fucking pee a lot because I drink a lot of water during work. Because I I go I run on my breaks. So like I'm sitting here. I had to go on the website that told me like when to go pee. And there was only like two times when I could go pee. And there were like 30 minute difference. So it was really rough for me to hold my pee in for like. Well, after the second time it went like an hour and 30 minutes. I have, I mean. The exception of maybe like when I was a kid and do not remember. I've never gone to Peter in the middle of a movie at the movie theater. I refuse to do it. I only do it either if if this is the second time I've seen a movie or if I don't give a shit. And I mean, Marvel's nice. I like Marvel. I appreciate Marvel. But like, I don't feel the same way about Marvel as I do with how I used to feel about Star Wars. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'll I'll see the Eternals eventually. If I I just got a an email recently from Alamo Drafthouse saying that their season pass program is starting back up, which is thirty bucks a month. You can see a movie every day, and not that I'll go see one every day, but they did just open a new location in 
um, Lower Manhattan, which is like on my way home from work. So super easy to get to. Like the one in Brooklyn is kind of a pain because I got to go to a different part of Brooklyn, which means when I'm going home from there, I go back into Manhattan and then back to my part of Brooklyn. But if I can just take one train and it's like a 20 minute ride to my house, 30 bucks a month is only, you know, like that's a movie and a half, basically. Now, and this is what I found out when when I had pre-pandemic, when I had the, the season pass before, I was seeing a movie every week or, you know, twice a week sometimes. But because it's the draft house and they do cocktails and a full dinner menu, you can easily be spending a shit ton of money and you got to be very careful with that. <laughs> like I got to get in the mindset of if I renew my season pass, yes, occasionally I can get food, but mostly just treat it as you're going to a movie, watch the movie and then go home and eat dinner. Cause otherwise you're going to be spending way too much money. I know it's hard to go to the movie theaters without getting popcorn. Like Carlos religiously gets like the giant thing of popcorn and a soda and he refills it after the movie so that he gets to go home <laughs> with popcorn and a soda and I think it's like the most adorable and strange thing in the world because you know at first when he told me this when we first started dating I'm like oh that's nice but then it's like four years down the line like it's still I, he gets home from the movies and he has this big thing of popcorn I think it's funny though I I'm only I'm only butthurt because you know I want to eat all of it he he knows that he knows that you can like make popcorn at home, right? It's really easy and super cheap. Yeah, but there's something he just really likes movie theater pop. He's a and you can even you can even buy like the movie theater popcorn like oil and seasoning. Yeah, I mean his sister's serious with the with the with the seasoning too. Like she always brings like some seasoning, like the fucking Arguello family and their popcorn. Like it, it's it's a whole nother level that I I. I've n- I've never witnessed before in my life and but I mean nothing but ex- respect and admiration for you know their continuous approval and e- can I yeah. yeah when I make popcorn at home and I do it I don't like I don't fuck with microwave popcorn I do like stove top put it in put popcorn kernels in a pot with some oil pop some goddamn popcorn like a goddamn grown up but if you take your butter and you take some miso paste and you mix that together when you melt the butter and put that on popcorn with some Parmesan cheese. Transcendent. Parmesan cheese and miso. Oh, miso, because then you don't need to salt it because miso is so salty. But miso also has a, like, a lot of more flavor than salt. And miso and butter is goddamn delicious together. Oh my god, that was the one thing when they were ta- do, uh, when they were doing caramel week, and she makes the goddamn miso caramel. I wanted to claw it out of my tele my television, my laptop. I'm like, I want to crawl out of my television. I want to claw it out of my laptop and put it in my face because miso caramel sounds goddamn amazing. That does sound good. I know. I'm hungry now. Shit. Also good on popcorn. Nutritional yeast. Delicious. It, nutritional yeast is used in a lot of like um, vegan cheese substitute stuff. Hmm. 
But again, it's like just this really like kind of nutty umami flavored stuff. And that I've been having on like my popcorn since I was a little kid because it's something like my family did because my dad worked at a, a health food co-op, well, natural foods co-op. And so we always had that in the house. It's delicious on popcorn. But yeah. Should we talk about Star Wars? We actually have Star Wars stuff to talk about this week. It's like weird that I don't want to talk about it because then it's like I'm I'm recognizing the fact that like there's actually something going on in Star Wars because I've been pretty comfortable in the fact that this podcast has turned into something I actually like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, so last week we didn't do an episode because we were on scruffy looking podcasters which you should go back and listen to is a lot of fun it was a i was gonna say it was a drunken mess i was the one who was drunk but it was like a two hour and something episode mostly we didn't let them talk about star wars i mean who talks about star wars i mean like what yeah i mean it's us like what do you think we're gonna sit here and talk about our favorite film is solo we just love the characters we love the (laughs) fact that a robot was stuck on a ship forever Amelia Clark is a really great actress. She's great facial expressions, and she's really good at acting. And so is Alden. Man, he really does look like Harrison Ford. He should be in more movies. <laughs> you know what, Emily? There should be a solo too. Let's contact Lucas Films and let them know there should be a solo too. And let's call this movement "Make Solo Two Happen." And let's tweet that at a whole bunch of people who could not possibly give a shit this is why i hate star wars (laughs) so let's talk about it okay here's what i will say we actually have stuff to talk about this week and not just okay let's quickly scramble to try to find something and then we end up talking about some like bullshit from ahsoka that we don't give a shit about no offense to Hayden Christensen, who seems like a very good dude, and I'm very happy for him. Yeah, me too. I'm happy he's going to get a job. So, first cool news. And we should say, this is coming. This episode's going to come out like a couple hours before goddamn Disney Plus Day. So, there's going to be new stuff that we're not talking about in this episode if you're listening to it, you know, the day after it comes out. And you've seen, like, I don't know, an Kenobi teaser trailer or an... You know, like Jimmy Smith's is announced on Andor or some shit like that. Which, fingers crossed, yes, give me space, Jimmy Smith's. Please, 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 please. But we have, first of all, weirdly considering Disney Plus Day, we got a Book of Boba Fett trailer that dropped with no pre-warning whatsoever they didn't do the thing where like the day before the trailer comes out they announced hey tomorrow we're doing a trailer it was just i look at my twitter and some people are all talking about boba fett and i'm like what the shit's going on and then there's a boba fett trailer and i watched it and i went well that was fucking awesome so what did you think of the book of boba fett trailer i like that we're getting a mobster star wars story something fun and different and unlike anything that we've seen in star wars before even though it's on tatooine like that's that's fine i'll take it we get cool fucking characters who are doing cool shit you know the the transformation 
as for Boba Fett as a character. Like going from this dude that just fell into the 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 pit to like now who he is now. Like it's a chef's fucking kiss. Like I like Boba Fett. Boba Fett's fucking great. So I'm excited that we're getting a story. I'm not looking forward to what possibly the show could turn into. Like I really hope since this is like a bounty hunter slash like mob show that they're gonna be like we're gonna bring in all these bounty hunters you remember cad bane you remember this guy like we're gonna bring him in it's gonna be a bounty hunter party it's gonna be like alice in wonderland and they're all having tea like (laughs) i really hope it doesn't turn into that and i fear it will because of the luke fucking skywalker moment at the end of season two yeah and i mostly agree with you however if i get live action cad bane i'm not necessarily going to complain about that unless they do it badly because fuck i love cad bane but i'm trying now to even think of like who i would want to play a live action cad bane and i don't think i have any ideas i think mostly i don't have any ideas because one of my ideas would have been timmy oliphant i was thinking about him too (laughs) Like, he's kind of who I would have cast as a live-action Cat Bane. But I do hope, and I am, I mean, not certain, but I feel like this show, especially since they're still on Tatooine, it would make a lot of sense for a cop band to show up. I know, I was surprised that we didn't see him in the trailers or anything, because he's... He he's such a good character. I mean, he has to be in it. You know, I know he's not a bounty yeah, well, hunter, yeah. but he's doing the Lord's work somewhere else. You might as well copy and paste that Lord's work back to where Boba Fett is. Well, it makes sense. Like he had Boba Fett's armor. He is, you know, I, I presumably still being the sheriff of the town whose name I can't remember. And so if, you know, the show is all about Boba Fett ruling the underworld, they would come into contact at some point and the conflict at some point. And yeah, so give me Cobb Vanth and his lovely, lovely hair and his Timothy Olfant hotness. But I thought the trailer fucking wrong. Look, I know this, like, I know it's still going to be a Star Wars show on Disney Plus. It's not going to be the goddamn Sopranos. But that scene when Boba and Fennec have sat all the dudes down and are basically like, hey, we're pretending that we're all like on equal footing now, but come the fuck on. We're still going to totally kill you if you fuck us around. And fucking Mignowin as Fennec is awesome. That whole thing she does like, you know, like Jabba would have, if you had, you know, if you had spoken to Jabba like that, he would have fed you to his menagerie. And I'm just like, ah, I want this show. I want mob boss Boba Fett. And I'm hoping it's not, I know where it's like, there's going to be flashbacks. I hope it's not too reliant on that because I'm much more interested in whoever Boba is now. I want a little bit. I, I at some point want to at least kind of know 
I don't I don't need to see him crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. I'm sure they won't be able to resist doing that. I am kind of interested in him, you know, like how we got to the Boba who we saw in, in the Mandalorian. Like how he ended up being the like in Tuscan Raider robes, just like wandering the desert. We should make a But I don't need much of it. We should make a Boba Fett bingo card. <laughs> okay. So Sarlacc pit. Sarlacc pit <laughs> flashback. Uh him getting found by the Tuscan Raiders. Found by Tuscan Raiders. God bam! <laughs> the the first time <laughs> the first time him with the um what do you the big stick thing, what do you call it? Jaffe stick? Yeah, I think so. Sex. I still think, and I say this despite Tamora Morrison being a very, very sexy man. Boba Fett is, in my head, completely asexual. Yeah, I could see that. I could. I I uh, I don't want a romance in the show. I mean, I don't want a romance with him. So you don't want to be romantically involved with Tamora Morrison. I want to fuck Boba Fett. I'm oh. saying I don't think Boba Fett is oh. particularly interested in it. I, if I could fuck Tamora Morrison, okay. sure. I'm just making sure. I have, I have to make a couple phone calls after yeah. this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Look. <laughs> Look. Obviously, knowing me. <laughs> yes. I want to fuck Tamora Morrison. But Boba Fett, I feel, I don't know. It just, it, it, it seems to not be on his radar much. But you want to give me like... A hot romance between like uh, Fennec Shand and one of the um, Twi'leks we see. Fuck yeah! Because uh, Jennifer Beals a Twi'lek, and I'm like, that would be awesome. Those two are both smoking hot and cool, badass women. Give me that. Yeah, I agree. That'd be hot. Yes, give it. Yeah, <laughs> give it. <laughs> But no, I'm I'm excited for this, and we're really close to it now. It's only like what, like I'm, it's end of December, so like a month and a half away. So like actual Christmas, but it's like after Christmas. So it's like that weird transition period. It's like the tw- it's it's like literally the 29th. It's that weird it's- transition period where it's like not Christmas anymore, and it's weird because you want to get rid of your tree because it's dead, but then you don't want to because then like Christmas is truly fucking dead until. next year and then you're filled with that weird sadness because like christmas brings you so much joy and then that magic is gone and you just have to get through the next couple months till summer hits and you can be in your bikini again well because here's the problem is like after like after christmas okay you still get like you know like it's still like the christmas season you're seeing people you didn't see at christmas you're still saying happy holidays new year's i don't like new year's eve but whatever it's still like something and then New Year's Eve is over, and you have January and February to deal with. And at least in our hemisphere, it is the fucking shittiest shit months of the year. It's dark, it's cold, and there is nothing to look forward to because there's not a single holiday in sight. Yeah, like there's nothing. Like they should put holiday. And like, I mean, there's Valentine's Day, but fuck Valentine's Day. I've been saying this for forever. Like, and then 
we just need a holiday that like everyone could enjoy. Like something around food. I don't know. Okay, I have an idea. I'm going to pitch okay. for you. So, let's say, like, I don't want to, I don't like, I don't like Valentine's Day either, but I don't want to compete with it. So let's, but like, we got to get a little further away from New Year's. I mean, Groundhog's Day doesn't count, and that's February second. But maybe like January thirty first. The day is Timothy Oliphant and Cake Day. So do we get to eat the cake off of him? <laughs> I mean, look, you'd have to, you'd have to negotiate that with the man himself. But the day is you watch Timmy Oliphant and things, or you think about Timmy Oliphant, or you stare at your cardboard cutout of Timmy Oliphant as Cobb Vanth. Or you eat some cake. And you eat some cake. You eat some cake while a pre- you eat cake while watching Deadwood or Justified, or the episode of Mandalorian that he's in, or you just stare at pictures of him uh, with when he is shirtless with the really low rise jeans, and you can see um, quite a lot of his pelvis, and you eat some delicious cake, and you just talk about how awesome Timothy Oliphant is. Okay, I'm. Timothy Oliphant and Cake Timmy Day. Timmy Oliphant and Cake Day. Okay, because I just put it in my calendar yeah, not as or. Timmy Oliphant Cake Day. I mean, if you make a cake with a picture of Timothy Oliphant on it, like if anybody wants to make me a cake with a picture of Timothy Oliphant on it, I'd, I'm not going to reject that. That is a good way to celebrate Timothy Oliphant Cake Day. I just like the idea that we're celebrating a great actor and a great food item and putting that together to create a day. I don't know why we didn't think about this before. Like, I can't believe that this is the first time that we've thought about this. Cause like, we both love cake. I we know. both love Timmy. Like, why not put them together? Yeah. Yeah. So. Hashtag Timmy Oliphant cake. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. We'll, we'll figure out the hashtag. But yeah, Timothy Oliphant, cake day. All right. It's in my calendar. We're ready to go. We can celebrate it. We record that Sunday before and it's on a Monday. So, you know, maybe we can treat ourselves, you know, take the day off of work. Wash some Timmy, eat some cake, (laughs) you know, maybe go and order like a nice cake and like eat it. Or you can make your own cake, like do whatever you want with your cake, but just make sure that you have a good day. Yes. Because he would want you to. Of course. And you can eat, it can be whatever kind of cake you like. You like you like a devil's food cake, that's great. You like a carrot cake, that's good too. You just have to enjoy it in the spirit of also enjoying Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I mean, you can do both at once. You could do them separately. As long as you do both or at least one of them. Because, I mean, what if you don't have the ingredients for cake? It's fine. Like... As long as you're watching Timmy, but like, what if you don't have cake or Timmy? You have the internet. You can look at cakes, look at Timmy. Like, it's great. Yeah. Yes. That's our new Canto Bite Dispatch approved holiday. Wow. January 30th. Yeah. Wow. We've made it. All right. What's going on? What else is going on in uh, the land of Star Wars? 
So, Patty Jenkins, director of one pretty decent Wonder Woman movie and one giant dog shit pile of a Wonder Woman movie, what, what is supposedly still directing uh, a Star Wars movie that was going to be coming out in 2022. 2022? Or 2023? When was it supposed to come out? 2023, I believe. 2023. That's right, because 2022 is very soon. <laughs> so anyway, this movie was supposed to be coming out. And uh, now it's not. It is um, indefinitely postponed, which means they're saying it's, it's hoping it's still going to happen at some point. But due to, quote unquote, scheduling conflicts, it can no longer be completed in time. To be the Star Wars movie coming out in 2023. And they hope that at some point in the future, they will be able to make this movie. Uh, This feels like old-fashioned Star Wars news. Yeah, they broke up. It doesn't seem great. I mean, I mean, I hate to get into the whole, like, conspiracy theory thing over it, but... It seems like a weird thing to suddenly realize that there are scheduling conflicts for a movie that you announced, what, like a year ago? Yeah, it was announced on Disney Plus Day. Which, no, it was like the Disney the investors, Disney Day. Yeah. The Investor's Day. Because remember, yeah. I was hiking and I was like, I got to get back from this hike and see what Star Wars or what news I'm missing. And then finding out there's going to be a Buzz Lightyear movie. There's going to be all these different things. And I'm I they also the only thing I can think of is that fucking Buzz Lightyear movie. <laughs> he's not playing the toy. He's playing the real man that the toy was based on. How it, yeah. fucking hard is it for anyone to recognize that that is they we've we we've been over this like it is not about the toy it is about the man that is based off of the toy the fact that people are so so fucking confused and why is it tim allen here it's some propaganda bullshit where is tim allen it's just because he's a republican no karen it's because this movie is about the character that was inspired or <laughs> you know what i mean karen like, i don't okay. have to keep yes however it is weird now because if that trailer is to be believed it seems that intergalactic space travel and aliens exist as real things in the toy story universe and that is fucking weird I think that's great. They just some like weird Wally shit. Like I, <laughs> because before this, Buzz Lightyear was just based on some TV show that they made toys of, and it was a fictional TV show. And now the conceit is no, but Buzz Lightyear was a real astronaut, and that's strange. However, I don't care. Back to Star Wars. Yeah, the movie. Look, it sucks that you know the first female director that they had they it seems fairly likely that this movie is never gonna happen and that fucking sucks however two things one i don't give a shit about fucking x-wings so rogue squadron don't give a shit also wonder woman 1984 was a terrible goddamn movie 
Like it was just like awful. I spent, I watched that on goddamn Christmas day. Fuck that movie. It was a giant piece of shit. It made me very angry. It made Pedro Pascal unlikable and not in like a cool villain, unlikable way. Like he was just bad and dumb in that movie. The whole movie was bad and dumb. I hated it. She like, I have no faith in Patty Jenkins as a director. So. God, and they wasted her fucking time recording her in that X-Wing and being like, I love X-Wings. I'm going to do a Star Wars movie. Like, ugh. they need to stop doing that so that. Like, I, I get they are to a certain point stuck in that. If Patty Jenkins is making a Star Wars movie, it is incredibly hard to keep that a secret. And so they want to control that story and announce it rather than it getting leaked, even though they are perfectly happy to have other things released as leaked and not, you know, make big casting announcements themselves because Lucasfilm publicity is a complete messy disaster of nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, which is weird for a billion dollar company. But (sighs) movies get canceled all the time, but Star Wars has so many eyes on it. And they make such a big deal when they make these announcements that when those movies get canceled or, you know, postponed, it, I mean, it becomes a big deal. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like I, um, what the net, hopefully there's still a 2023 Star Wars movie because I want there to be a Star Wars movie. Um, I would be surprised if it was the Taika one at this point because he just announced another big thing that he's doing and the dude's busy and you can only really direct one movie at once. Uh, people are seeing probably the Kevin Feige produced one. Uh, I saw one story that Chloe Zhao of the Eternals and No Man Land was close to signing a deal or had maybe already signed a deal to direct the Kevin Feige movie. However, it was not a source that I knew, so I have no idea how reliable they are. Um, I haven't. Se- I, I don't know. I haven't seen the Eternals yet. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, look, fucking woman of color directing a Star Wars movie. Great, do it. But it's hard to get excited about a project when you don't know anything about it. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's hard to get excited over these news. You know, rumors suck because I feel like we've been in this community for so long that we hear a rumor and we just automatically just like, oh, okay, this is a rumor. Like, we're not fully invested in it until, well, God, we're not even fully invested in it until we see on the fucking screen. Because, you know, like this Patty Jenkins shit, even like we were probably sitting here thinking as we were talking about it. Yeah, you know what? This probably could probably is not going to happen. Guess what? not going to happen probably so that would be really cool i mean i i'm interested that they chose chloe because eternals was fine i, mean, I haven't seen no man land no man land was probably i mean it won an oscar so it was probably really good but yeah i i mean eternals was fine um i don't think any of that was her fault though because she's just the director so um but it was a yeah fine and, film. and marvel is very much uh hands-on in terms of their product yeah yeah that's really good and that's something that you know star wars doesn't really uh share in common i feel like uh it's really hard for directors and you know writers to have like that kind of like freedom 
So I'm glad that, you know, Kevin, good for Kevin. Kevin's cool. Rusty saw him once at Starbucks, so I approve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, by the time this episode comes out, that could be either totally confirmed or totally, you know, disabused. Or we could get an announcement, you know, tomorrow. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out being Disney Plus Day, we could get an announcement of what the new movie is. Who knows? But I mean, I don't have a negative reaction to her doing it. I just haven't seen her movies. Like I like I know what a Taika Waititi movie is, even if I don't necessarily quite know what a Taika Waititi Star Wars movie is. But Chloe Zhao, given Nomad Land and given Eternals, I have zero idea. Like I have not even a clue of what that movie is. Yeah, I don't know. But she has a very she has a very um visual eye. And that could lead to some cool Star Wars shit. If if that story has any merit to it whatsoever. Yeah. Although if that story has any merit of whatsoever, please God don't let the Kevin Feige movie be an old Republic movie. I just don't care. Uh, Kevin won't do that to us. Kevin Kevin's doing been doing shit off of comics for years. I think that oh god, maybe cuz yeah, it's yeah. a video game so maybe <laughs> fuck. Fuck. I don't know, we'll see. We'll we'll see. Well, it's just like here's the thing with Kevin Feige is he's a producer. And yes, he's, you know, like the guy in charge of like the, you know, like the total vision of the MCU or whatever, but I mean, we talk about not knowing what a Chloe Zhao movie is. Like, she's at least a director. You talk about what a fucking Kevin Feige movie is. Like, God only knows. Like, that's not so, like, there is nobody, there is literally nobody who you could not pronounce as the producer of a movie where I'd be like, oh, I got to see that movie now because so-and-so produced it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'll go see, I'll, I'll, I'll go see a movie because of a director. I'm not going to go see a movie because I'm a producer. <laughs> Jesus. That's funny. I only want to see movies with these producers and these executive producers <laughs> and with these stunt doubles. If these three stunt doubles are not in the movie, I cannot go. And especially if this caterer catered to this movie. Like, I, it's the only caterer I do. If that caterer does not do this movie I'm going to see on Friday night, then I will not be at Friday night. I'm sorry. Refund my ticket. Thank you. Good night. (sighs) Yeah. So next time we record, we'll have Disney Plus Day to talk about and hopefully some exciting stuff. I, I really, in terms of the Star Wars stuff, I have zero idea what to expect. Because I thought it would be a Boba Fett trailer. Yeah, we'll probably get something Kenobi. So like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my mind more focused on the Red Taylor's version coming out the same day. So I'm trying to focus my energy on that versus like being disappointed that we're not getting anything Kenobi. But I mean, Kenobi, 
I don't know. It's it's so hyped. You know, like Spider-Man right now, everyone's fucking talking about Spider-Man and the possibility of like 50 Spider-Mans being in like one movie and like how like life-changing that's going to be. Like, yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I don't want to think about it too much because then I'll be disappointed again. So I'm trying to have no expectations. Hmm. So I'm more looking forward to, you know, what other Disney uh, stuff they're going to uh, release and uh, what else they're planning to do with the streaming service because I think the past two years of Disney Plus have been like pretty successful and um, I think you know that's a great possibility to do more you know more shows you know more documentaries uh, more I don't know so I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it yeah I don't know. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it is. Um, Because it doesn't actually seem like there's any. It's not like the Investor's Day thing that was like a live stream announcement. It's more like, hey, there's going to be a bunch of stuff you can watch. Yeah. And some of it will go up, I think, all at the same time. But I don't know. I, I We'll get some sort of Star Wars thing. And hopefully it's something cool and not boring. Lame. Um, and hopefully it's stuff that will actually still be talking about in a year and not something like a droid story which they announced and then was never heard from again but the droids we need to find out if they're okay (laughs) um is there anything else star wars need to talk about I think that's it. I don't think anything else has happened. It feels like a century ago since um, Visions came out. I was just thinking about that today. Insane. Yeah, I keep... I I got the, the ebook hold that I had on Ronan came in. And I was really excited to read it. But then I was like, I was in the middle of another book. And then I was in the middle of another book. Because there was stuff that was like, I had advanced copies on and needed to review. And mm-hmm. so I still have not gotten oh. to my copy of Ronan. Wow, and, um... Emily, the book reviewer. <laughs> Emily, the reviewer. You know, she she's getting these, you know, these Look, brand new books, and she has to I, review them. I don't get any Star Wars books, but if I do get books from other publishers, there is like an you know an expected thing where you'll review them, or else they stop giving you books. And I would like them to keep giving me books, so I try to review them before they come out. Do you do any for your friend Chuck Wendig? <laughs> I actually I actually did get an advanced copy of um Book of Accidents which was his his latest one it was really fucking good. And yeah, he's I, a good and fucking I, yeah. friend. <laughs> you you can't say <sighs> he is not my friend. We just follow each other on Twitter. My the the review copy that I got and the review that I gave had nothing to do with, with me being with, close personal with the friends. fact <laughs> that I am friends with Chuck Wendig. Man, but Chuck Wendig's so cool. Like, oh, he's I, awesome. I fucking love him. He's so cool. He's great. His books are fucking rad, and he's just a cool, nice, good dude who cares about shit, and I like him very much. And he's a good friend. <laughs> Stop saying that. I won't get any more review copies. What? You get review copies from your friends. I mean, you you get (laughs) things from friends. I mean, you got a special personalized gift from your friend Ben Mendelsohn. So (laughs) Emily has a bunch of cool friends. (laughs) 
I have a couple of very cool writers who, for some reason, follow me on Twitter and I occasionally talk to on there and it weirds me the fuck out. Emily, it's not weird to have friends. <laughs> Just like my close personal friend, Pablo Hidalgo. Oh yeah, Pablo. Pablo's a good friend too. Fuck, I love Pablo. He's <laughs> That dude makes me laugh so much. Yeah, he's he's a good friend. I feel bad that a lot of people are very mean to our friend Pablo. So, Pablo, if you're listening, we're so thankful <laughs> to have idea. you as a friend. The idea of Pablo Hidalgo listening to a Star- like any Star Wars podcast. Yeah, but I don't think I classify us as a Star Wars podcast anymore. Like, I, I think that we have graduated from Star Wars to miscellaneous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's quite the graduation. I mean, frankly, I'm I I feel better every week not feeling like we have to scrounge up something to have an opinion on that we don't have an opinion on. Yeah, cuz what's the fun out of that? We could be talking about uh pa- Pedro Pascal and how hot his mustache is. <sighs> that dude's so pretty. Yeah, he is. And now we just we have our new campaign for Timothy Oliphant cake day. I know I need to start getting decorations. <laughs> I got to get that fucking cardboard cut out. I know. I wish there was a cardboard cut out of him as uh, Raylan Gibbons and justified when he's got no shirt on and his pelvis is out. Yeah. I, I can make a couple phone calls and see uh, <laughs> what I can get in the next 24 hours. I mean that that that'd be a pretty good birthday present. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Brittany, do you have anything else to say this week? If you listen to the podcast and also like Taylor Swift, and are going to be listening to nineteen eighty nine, not nineteen eighty nine. Fuck, wrong era listening to red and uh, we're getting a whole music video or a short short film for all too well like i am not all too well thinking about that like i am that is my disney plus day is taylor swift so any any t swift fans let me know how you feel i mean i don't think we have any other than eric strathers but please let me know i'm excited and i need to find other people to be excited about this shit with too okay there you go. And where can people share that excitement with you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Kento Brit. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at Kento by Pod. You can email us, kentobypod at gmail.com. Please let us know if you have any ideas of how one should celebrate Timothy Olfant Cake Day. Send us your, yeah, I mean, it's a little, you know, it's too early to start decorating for Timothy Oliphant Cake Day. But, you know, if you have any ideas for what the canon of Timothy Oliphant Cake Day should include and some of the traditions that people should hold in their hearts, please reach out to us. Yeah, let us know what we should and shouldn't be doing on Timothy Oliphant Cake Day. <laughs> Other than that, uh, go back and listen to us on a recent episode of Scruffy Looking Podcasters that I don't have the exact episode number of, but well, our names will be in the thing so you can find it. Also, just listen to them because they're good dudes. Uh, other than that, uh, enjoy Disney Plus Day 
and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany, the Jinch, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, ghetto bitch number one.